Hi, and welcome to the Domestic CEO Podcast. I'm Amanda Thomas. Do you have any tips for dealing with all the paper clutter that comes in the mail? This question was asked by Domestic CEO fan Michelle, and is one I get a lot from my clients at Moxie Girl Household Assistants. I've worked with many families where mail becomes a source of stress. Piles and piles of mail line tabletops, counters, and nearly any horizontal space in the house, and important things are getting lost in the clutter. Last week in part one of this series, I gave you the four steps to cleaning up any piles of mail and paperwork you currently have laying around your home. Now that you've the piles cleaned up and organized, this week's part two will focus on the daily and weekly habits you can institute to keep the piles from accumulating ever again. There is a concept that professional organizers live by, touch it once. This concept is valuable for all areas of your home and life, but it's especially important for mail. When you touch the same piece of paper over and over again, you aren't really doing anything. You're just moving it over and over again, which doesn't accomplish anything except for making a pile look different and waste your time. By using these six tips, you're going to keep those piles away for good. But first, this episode is brought to you by Squarespace.com. Squarespace.com is the fast and easy way to create a high-quality website or blog, and they've just launched a brand new content management system that offers over 50 new and improved features. Keep listening, and I'll give you some more details at the end. But for a free trial and 10% off your first purchase on new accounts, go to squarespace.com CEO and use offer code CEO7. But keep listening, because trust me, there's some features that you're going to want to hear about. Now, back to the tips. Tip number one, decide why. Anytime you're making a big change, and trust me, deciding to get rid of paper clutter is a big goal for most of us, you want to first identify your why. Are you just sick of the clutter? Are you wasting money by having to pay late fees on your bills? Have you had your utilities shut off because you lost the bills? Are small pets getting lost inside the piles? Whatever your reason for wanting to deal with your paper clutter, own it. The pain that you feel right now because of your clutter is what will keep you from going back to your old habits. Take a picture of how ugly your counters are with piles of paper all over them. Write out how much money you've lost last month because of late fees. Identify those pain points. Whenever that little thought of, I'll just deal with it later, creeps into your head in the future, and it will, look at your why pictures and lists. These will provide the motivation to help you achieve your goals of total, permanent paper organization. Tip number two, decide who. In one of my very first domestic CEO episodes, I gave tips for helping divide household chores. Dealing with the mail is one of the chores that should go on that list. Ideally, the same person will be responsible for picking up the mail from the mailbox, bringing it into the house, sorting it, paying any bills, and filing anything that needs to be filed away. This way, each piece of mail is only touched once. What happens in most homes is one person brings in mail and puts it in a pile until somebody else decides to sort it. Then it sits in another pile until someone pays the bills. Then it sits in yet another pile until someone finally decides to file it. Or not. You see the pattern here? Each piece of paper is getting touched at least three or four times, and there are at least three opportunities for clutter to accumulate in this scenario. If one person commits to bringing it in, opening it, sorting it, paying the bills, and filing, each piece is only touched once, and it's done. Tip number three, decide when. Taking care of the mail can be a big time suck. It's easy to get distracted by the catalogs and coupons because they're usually a lot more visually stimulating than your gas bill. 
To cut down on the risk of getting lost in the mail, only get it from the mailbox once a week. If you receive large envelopes or lots of catalogs on a regular basis, you may need to up that to twice a week, but only do this if your mailbox is getting too full with once-a-week pickups. Getting your mail only once a week may seem scary for you if you're accustomed to grabbing it every day, but don't worry about it. Bills typically have a net 15 or net 30 due date, which means from the time they're sent to you to the day that they're due, you have a minimum of 15 days to get the payment in. Taking care of your mail once a week is plenty of time to get the payment submitted. Taking care of the mail responsibilities can eat upwards of 15 minutes each day. Multiply that time six days a week, and you could easily be spending an hour and a half just dealing with your mail. Instead, if you take care of it once a week, it'll likely take you 30 minutes or less. Just by setting a new routine, you'll have gained an extra hour in your week to do something more fun, like painting your house. Tip number four, decide where. Once you've decided who's going to take care of the mail and when they're going to do it, it's time to figure out where. Ideally, you'll want to open your mail in the same room where you can also pay the bills and file the paperwork. For most people, this would be the office, but others prefer to keep their mail station near the front door of the home. Set it up wherever it works for you. At your mail station, keep your checkbook, stamps, and envelopes so you can immediately pay and send the bills, or a computer where you can manage your online bill pay. Also, keep a trash or recycling bin nearby to immediately toss junk mail. The final necessity for the mail station is a shredder to destroy any paperwork that has an account number or personal information on them. By keeping all these items together, you'll be able to handle any type of mail that comes in. Tip number five, decide how. Now that you have the who, when, and where, it just comes down to completing the task each week. When you get the mail... Start by opening each envelope one at a time. Before you open another, deal with the contents of that envelope entirely. If it's a bill, write the check, seal the envelope, and put a sticky note on the front with a date that it needs to be mailed. Then, put it in a designated outgoing mail basket. Make a small stack of all the bills that need to be filed. You can do them all together at the end of your mail session. Toss the extra papers into the recycling bin and move on to the next envelope. As you start to see what comes into your mail on an ongoing basis, you're going to be able to more easily identify the junk mail, so you can simply toss it into the recycling or the shredder. While it may be tempting to keep the packets of coupons you receive, they can create the majority of the paper clutter in the house. Only keep the ones that are for restaurants or businesses you use on a regular basis. Keep a small basket or file for these coupons and toss the rest immediately. The same applies to credit card offers. If you aren't in the market to get a new card right at this moment, shred them. Trust me, you'll get more offers later. And even if you don't, you can compare new cards online when you do need a new one. Tip number six, decide what. The final step in dealing with your paper clutter is to decrease the amount that comes into your house as much as you can. Set up your bills to be paid online with electronic statements. Call your favorite stores and ask to be removed from their mailing lists. Who needs a paper catalog when you shop online anyway? And get yourself removed from the credit card mailing list. By removing these three items from your mailbox, you'll cut down significantly on your paper clutter. Now that you have a routine, you can relax knowing that the mountain of papers is never going to return again. It's boring, tedious, and no one really likes to do it, but dealing with paper on a regular basis definitely beats the alternatives. Do you have a great mail space that you want to show off? Or do you have a question about anything in this episode? Post your questions, comment, or pictures on my Twitter feed or the Domestic CEO Facebook wall. 
Thanks again to our sponsor, Squarespace.com. Like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, Squarespace.com is the fast and easy way to create a high-quality website or blog. And they've just launched a brand new content management system that offers over 50 new and improved features. There are a lot of companies that do what Squarespace does. And from personal experience, I can say that none of them are as easy to use or create as unique, custom-looking sites as Squarespace can. Each template has hundreds of customization options available to change the layout, colors, fonts, and more. Plus, they're mobile-ready responsive, which means that your site automatically restructures to any size device. So your site always looks professionally designed no matter what size screen it's being viewed on. For a free trial and 10% off your first purchase on new accounts, go to squarespace.com CEO and use offer code CEO7. Until next time, I'm the Domestic CEO, helping you love your home.